Coming to you live from the JRE Tobacco Aladino Mobile Studios, it's the Cigar Pulpit. Hey everybody and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of our Nick and with me today is Mike Brinker. How are you doing Mike? Good afternoon, Nick. I'm doing just great today. Good. We've got we've got Tom, producer Tom here. For our the, live for, studio audience for those member of you again. On the YouTube, you've seen Tom hand a few times already this episode as he's doing a countdown. Tom's had uh, oh, he's got another maker's mark coming up. Now see that. Well, <laughs> you you got one coming out here, so there you go. I was gonna say you got to come say hi. How are you? Good. How are you guys? Doing great. Good. We're coming to you live from Top Shooters. And, uh, you know, that was uh, was the lovely Taylor coming out to say hi to us. And, uh, you know, we're having a good day here at Top Shooters. Oh, shit. Uh, you know what? That wasn't even on the camera either. Nobody else saw that but me. Anyway, why, um, do you, why do you guys keep going to top shooters? I swear, this is just <laughs> fucking getting crazy here. Uh, anyway, so Mike, today it's uh, it's uh, as we're we're entering into Pulpit Fest week. I figured that uh, we would take this opportunity to uh, have this be uh, sponsor appreciation day. Yes, and um, obviously, you know, we have uh, we have sponsors of the show, but specifically, we have Villiger and Aladino in terms of cigar manufacturers, and so today. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be smoking, you know, a little bit of both. We've yeah. got we're gonna start out with the uh, Villiger 1888 Nicaragua, um, and the description of that cigar is that it has an Ecuadorian Sumatra seed wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and filler made up of Nicaraguan and USA Pennsylvania tobacco. Mm. And then um, we uh, are gonna follow that up. We may not get through. Both of them this episode, but, you know, we've done We'll get this. it cut and lit. We'll get it cut and lit. We've done this before, but, you know, we've got the uh, Aladino Corojo Reserva for the, uh, the the second cigar here. So we're hitting the Aladinos and we're hitting the Villagers. It's a good time. Yes. So let's go ahead and get this guy cut because I want to get a cigar going. So the official cut is brought to you by Riverman Cigar Company, Crestwood, Missouri. And, uh, guys, you know, um, it's what? This comes out on Tuesday. You've got about a week and a half, not quite two weeks, about 10 days or so yeah. before the big party at Dan's place over there in Crestwood. He's got cigar rollers on hand. He's going to have live music. He's going to have food. Um, weather should be nice. Yeah. I mean, end of September in, in St. Louis. I mean, maybe slight chance of rain. I don't know. I haven't looked ahead at the forecast. I see. haven't looked at the. And to be yeah. honest, it's so far ahead. It'll change. Who trusts it? Yeah. yeah exactly. But uh, it doesn't matter because he's got that. 1500 square foot covered patio um out front there so you can bring your lawn chairs and you can sit out front have cigars enjoy the day it'll be a wonderful time you're going to want to make sure you swing by if you're in the st louis area and if you're not in the st louis area um you uh you can give them a call you can give them a call thank you appreciate it somebody was <laughs> calling me that's why i was thrown off there um you can uh give him a call he does uh mail order you can get cigars shipped to you wherever you're at and, uh, you know, you can still support a brick-and-mortar shop. But it's Dan the Man Ponder over there at Riverman Cigar Company. And with that, it's time to go ahead and cut the cigar. So, Mike, how have you been? I have been great. How about yourself? I can't complain. It's been a busy week. I won't lie. So, I've been uh, 
I'm trying to get ahead on stuff with uh, Pulp of Fest, Pulp and Fest coming, coming up. up. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a busy busy end of the month here for me, and uh, so I've been trying to get ahead. So I appreciate you taking time out to come and do this today. Always, so I love do doing this. this. So especially when we're out here at Top Shooters. And on a beautiful day. I would say, and it's gorgeous. I mean, it's like maybe what, 75? 75 to 78, somewhere, somewhere around like there. That. Nice little breeze. Oh, I'm sorry, 81, according to producer Tom. Producer phone, Tom right? over there in the corner. You know, bringing the facts, bringing the information. Uh, anyway, cold draw time on the Villager 1888 Nicaragua. Hmm. There's a sweetness to it. I don't know. Are you getting anything? Or I mean, not we did really. Eat. We did yeah, eat prior I, I, to this. I'm getting so, like grilled chicken club. That's, that's <laughs> what I'm getting. Grilled chicken club. No, there. I feel like there's a a little slight sweetness to it. It's good. I mean, I've had it. I've I've had this cigar before. I have not had. I've this had cigar it as before. a Toro. Uh, this is the first time as a robusto, and um, I'm looking forward to trying it as a robusto because it was really good as a Toro, and I want to see what, if anything, the smaller size does for it. Um, now, guys, if you're coming to Pulpit Fest, good news here. There's going to be goodie bags. I'm not necessarily going to get into exactly what. You got to come and find out. But there's going to be goodie bags, and let me tell you, you're going to like the goodie bags. Mike knows what's in the goodie bags, and Mike, I am looking forward to the goodie bags. He's looking forward to the goodie bags. So you're going to want to come out and enjoy the goodie bags for no other reason than uh, it's free stuff. So. That'll be on Friday here at Top Shooters. And then... Sorry. Getting lit. That'll be on Friday here at Top Shooters. <coughs> what is it? Fuck. I just inhaled. I was going to say, did you retrohale already? No, or was that a, something different? I was lighting the end, and the smoke is coming at me. Right. The wind just kind of changed oh, a little bit. And it just went right down my throat. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> anyway. um, No. Got to give a man a warning on that. Fuck. That sucks. I was going to say, hey. We cheers in? We cheers in. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, no. I thought you were. Yeah, you have plenty over there. Producer Tom is double fist in the maker's mark at this point. <laughs> the cackle. Um, anyway, um, yeah. So no, that went. That was awful. Um, what was I? I don't even know what I was saying. <coughs> oh, Friday, uh, top shooters. We're getting here by four, and it'll go till close. They close at one. Um, we'll have goodie bags. It'll be a real casual time. And then Saturday is when we're going to do the. Uh, a little crawl around St. Louis, you know, go to the different shops and that sort of thing. It'll be a good time. You know, we'll kind of hang out and have a fun time with it. And, uh, you know, it'll be well worth it. Tom's taking pictures now. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so that's Pulpit Fest. So, you know, at this point, I've talked about it plenty. Uh, if, if, if you know, you know, you're going to, you should know at this point if you're going to make it. Right. It's getting so close. It if is. you haven't made plans by now, you're probably not going to be making it. I mean, you could crash in your car. Well, there's a ton Not of crash in your car, but like sleep in your car is my point. There's always Nick's house. No, I really don't want people crashing at my house. Producer Tom, you know, maybe he'll step out. I would say Tom could offer up some space. He just lives right on the other side of the bridge from Top Shooters here. Halfway so. between, you know, a couple of the shops we're going to. Yeah. I mean, he'll step up. I'm sure he's got a really nice place. 
you know? Very nice. Very nice. See? Exactly. It's huge. It's huge. 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 <laughs> anyway. Oh, Lord. You know, I think we need to... An idea came to me the other day. Okay. You should come up with something special. Oh, God. For whoever has the longest distance traveled to Pulpit Fest. We could do that. Although, theoretically, I think uh, Luke and Joe are going to have that kind of locked up. They're coming from Canada. Oh. I mean, they're literally jumping a border to come and party with us. I kind of feel like that's... That's a pretty big deal. Although, then again, you know what? Someone are coming from, if they come from California, that could be further. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, Luke and Joe, they just live on the uh, Canada line of. I mean, if you come uh, from Miami, that's further. Yeah. I mean, because Detroit to here, I don't know what that is, but, you know, California's definitely. That's further, geography. I know. I mean, I know geogra- where it's at. I just don't know, like, it's north. Distance wise, like, north. Michigan. Tim Allen talks about that a lot. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, I you know there should be some fun stuff. In fact, I will have some like attendance prizes. Essentially, what happened is I started cleaning out my place a little bit, and I found a metric fuck ton of Drew Estate swag. Oh, like they send me stuff, and I have all this stuff, and I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm never going to do anything with it, right? I mean, I have, like, two Drew Estate backpacks. Oh, those are nice. Um, I have, like, I, I have all kinds of stuff. Like, literally all kinds of stuff. So, I think I'm just going to pack all that up in a couple of boxes and bring it up and just be like, here you go. I don't want to bring any of this home. I might have something neat, too, from a uh, swag giveaway. Perfect. We'll have swag giveaways between between the, the Villager goodie bags, the, the swag really giveaways. Really Oh, it's gonna be a really goodie bag, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think I think the top shooters night's gonna be gonna be pretty aces. Off the hook. It'll be fun. It'll be a good time. And then Saturday we're hitting up Dan over at Riverman. And then from there And Miss Cindy. And Miss Cindy. I mean, let's be real. Yeah, it's Miss Cindy. And then uh from there, you know, we'll uh you know, kind of probably take a little bit of a casual break so people can go and do other things. Like I said, I keep mentioning it's like Teddy's going to go to the football game. You know, um, uh, Noah and his wife, I think, want to hit up the zoo. You know, people have to, you know, they're in St. Louis. They want to explore some area aside from just cigar shops. Maybe a recovery nap. uh, That may be in order for some people. You never know. (laughs) Um, I'm debating if there's going to be another shop in between I don't really want to like cram in too many to where suddenly we're only having enough time for like a cigar at each one, you know. Right. But uh, but I want to end the evening at uh, Lit in Chesterfield, where um, hopefully, I mean, I assume she is. I haven't actually checked with her yet. Uh, hopefully, Stephanie's working the bar at Lit, and we can go and hang out and uh, party there. Red hot box. I think that would be an appropriate uh, way to end uh, pulpit fest. Definitely. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that's the tentative plan. But, anyway. So, early thoughts on the Villager 1888 Nicaragua. I, I enjoy the cigar, so I know that I'm in for a treat. What are, but you've never had it. So I've never had this. Early thoughts. Early thoughts is a good, uh, solid medium. Mm-hmm. Slightly plus, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really getting any spice or pepper. Do a retro hail, man. I can't do a retro That's hail. where it's at. 
They will see the chicken club. <laughs> oh, let's not do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a burn line is coughing awesome is, on it. Coughing is one thing, throwing up's a different thing. Yeah, yeah. we don't we don't want to encourage that. Uh, I'm gonna have to start working on the retro hail. I just I You get so much more from a cigar. Yeah. Like and and, I, and admittedly I'm I'm trying my best um to to do it more free. I, I have to remind myself when I'm smoking personally and not like on the show to do it. Like it's a thing on the show, but like like it's something I, it's a box I have to check. But personally, when I'm smoking, I always tend to forget. Right. And uh, so I have, to, I have to remind myself because I had a cigar the other day. It was uh, it was a blind cigar, so I didn't know, even know what it was. And it was through the retro hail that you got so much from it. Um, specifically, the second third of it. The second third of it was just kind of like very smooth and and mellow. But when you did the retro hail, the the lavender came through just so so prominently hmm. and then with the final third that kind of dissipated and it went to a different kind of aroma that i still to this moment can't quite identify but um i mean it wasn't anything bad but whatever but the point is you 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 pick up so much just from the retro hail so for those of you who don't retro hail you should consider it it's a good time that's I mean, that's something I really would like to work on, but I would have to probably do it in the privacy of my own home. Yeah, where a bucket, <laughs> box of Kleenexes. But uh, the fuck was that? I don't know what that was. Anyway, live TV. You know? I yeah, you know that's the thing. We're here at an active bar and restaurant. I mean, there's things happening. You never know. I I don't know what that was. People looking out like, what are these guys doing? Oh, that happens all the time. Just wait. You haven't been here yet when one of the drunks eventually come over and they're like, are you guys on the radio? That's always fun. You know, <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah. There's one episode that I cut like 20 minutes of conversation where this drunk lady just would not stop talking to us. And like she was all kinds of pissy at first. And then by the end of it, she was our best friend. And I mean, it was fucking crazy, but like she wouldn't stop. And so, yeah. I have I have somewhere in the lost tapes. There's 20 minutes of conversation with this woman and you she wasn't on the mic, obviously. So it was hard to even hear her, but it was funny. But have, anyway. Oh, yeah. Have you said anything about the sign? No, I need to talk to Mary before I leave. I'll, re- I'll try to remind you. I, was, I just yeah, looked I up and saw, saw Mary it. at the bar earlier. That's right. We were here earlier and. Having lunch, and I saw I saw Mary, and I didn't even think to ask her about it. You know, it. The, just says there they're hiring. I think I'd look good in fishnets and a uh, thong. You could pull it off. Tom says no. Tom's always a hater. <laughs> Tom doesn't want to share you. That's what it is. He doesn't want to share you with the rest of the community. <laughs> I don't need another black eye. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, So... We, uh, I, I saw an email the other day. I'm going to bring this up here as I'm kind of doing this. So, so Cigar Aficionado put out a list. 14 great cigars for $8 or less. Wow. And I figure, you know what? Maybe we'll go through that. Because, I mean, assuming that it brings up. There it goes. And I, and I figured this might be interesting to do. because That's a pretty cheap stick. I, I mean, I think so. I mean, but then again... I still am pursuing that perfect $3 cigar, and I haven't found one yet. But uh, 
The first one they have up here is the Vegas Cubanas Invictos. I don't know. You're not going to read that. It's uh, created by Jose Pippin Garcia in 2003. Um, Return to regular production at My Father's Cigars. $7.30. They're giving it a 93. I've never tried it. Never have seen one Never around seen one here. Either. No. Now, the next one they list is the Padron 2000 Maduro. Okay. Which they're saying is an MSRP of like $7.20. You're not really going to see that around I here don't, for that. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, the Padron 2000, it's a smaller one, but it's still not. Right. Not seven bucks. I mean, you're probably still talking $9. Nine or, or ten here. Nine, yeah. So it all depends, I think, in your region and the taxes and all that kind of thing. But. But I will say the uh, the Padron 2000 series that I I feel like everybody focuses with Padron on like the high the high, high yeah the 64. I've smoked the, a lot of the 3000 series. Okay, I I think I'm five. Which so like, all right, is the 6000 the six by sixty? That I'm not at uh sure. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. The bottom line, I think I'm like somewhere in the five to six thousand range, um, not the sixty. I, I it's the one just below that. But okay. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, look for the price point. If you want a Padron, but you don't want to spend twenty five bucks, the thousand series is a really way to go. great way to go because you still get that Padron experience, but you're just not paying an arm and a leg right. for it. And it's still like a it's still a Padron. It is. I mean. And, it's going to smoke well. It's going to taste good. You know, regardless you of where you buy it, as long as their humidor is somewhat intact. That's the key. That's the key. So the next thing up, we have the Rocky Patel Vintage 1990 Juniors. Um, I guess it's a little baby version of that. They gave it a 92. They're saying that that goes for $4.15. Now, so that's got to be like It's a, sold in a tin of five. So this is probably like a little little. Cigarette or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Petit Corona is what they're calling it. So, mm. I mean, you know, I I think there's a definite place in the market for those. Like, oh, yeah. uh, I I've wedding had, sticks. Yeah, I mean, I've had that tin of uh, Davidoff, um, uh, the little the little kind of oh, what the fuck is the name of that with size? I don't remember the name of that size either. Um, Dan's got him at Riverman. He's got the little tins of like six. For like thirty six bucks, and uh, look, they smoke and they taste just like the adult size version. They're just right. little baby versions, real small. Of it. Yeah. So, um, next up is the uh, Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story Maduro, eight bucks. I don't know where they're buying. That I was gonna one. say I don't know where they're getting that for eight dollars. Um, but uh, it's a good cigar. more power to yeah. If you can get it for eight dollars, smoke for, it. Yeah, smoke a box if you can get it for eight bucks because <laughs> you know whatever. But I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, Don Papin Garcia, original um, Exquiditos. It's that one. I have not smoked that size, but I've smoked the Toro size on it, and it's a good cigar. Right. Um, it's uh, it's been a while for me with that one. Yeah. Um. You don't see them a lot around here again. Um, you know where I get that is Total Wine. Total Wine? Total Wine carries that. Um, that's one of my go-to pickups at Total Wine is that Don Pepin Garcia uh, original. And then uh, the we have the Hoya Silver Corona. I mean. Never smoked that never one. Never smoked that one. 
La Galera Habano Half Corona. I mean, I've smoked some La Galeras. I don't know if I smoked that one. I have never smoked. They're not bad. Yeah. They're not bad. Uh, $91.6.05. The Nat Cinco Casino Real Churchill. $91.6.19. Not familiar with it, really. Uh, now, here's one that I do know. The uh, Sancho Panza Extra Fuerte Robusto. Oh, yes. Sancho Panza, man. Like, that was the brand that... The Extra that, Fuerte uh, is my jam. Too. Yeah, that's the red uh, kind of maroon band one. Yeah. That, now, that brand, that's the one, correct me if I'm wrong, Matt Booth, when he can't, when uh, General took out, right, it was General that mm-hmm. took over Room 101, they had the uh, Sancho Panza brand, and they had Matt Booth come in and re-blend the Sancho Panza cigars, and that's when they relaunched them recently, within the last, what, year? Yeah. Maybe year and a half. And uh, you're right, the Extra Fuerte, man. Is great. So good. Now, they're saying that the Robusto goes for $7.49. Again, it's you know it's what not, that's They're, not off by from too this much area by yeah. too much but I do feel like the robusto probably is more like in the eight to eight fifty range right. here in our area so again taxes taking into play it puts it a little higher maybe in Florida wherever cigar aficionado is based out of with no taxes seven dollars and forty nine cents makes sense I mean in California that's a fifteen dollar stick no probably. shit um, but it's good for for mm-hmm. an everyday smoke that's a great know, stick that I've is smoked a, really a good lot stick. of those yeah. Uh, next up is the Brick House Double Connecticut Churchill, uh, $7.85. That's maybe a little on the low end for our area, but at the same time, not too terribly far off. Yeah. And look, I like Brick House cigars. I just, with them, I go, you know, natural or Maduro. Mm-hmm. Um, their Connecticut's, to me, are just a little too light for my taste. I used to smoke them back when I smoked more Connecticut's, and you're right. It, it, I kind of grew out of it. The the natural and the Maduro tended to have a little bit more to them. Now, I will say, I haven't broken into it yet. I bought a box of the uh, Brickhouse TAA um, Ciento Por Cientos Ooh. from this year. And uh, those, I have a box still of their TAA, I think it was 2020, uh, Ciento Por Cientos that I bought down at the Newman uh factory in uh tampa and i've been slow walking that box because i i mean i knew <laughs> i knew i wasn't going to be able to like get any more but then they came out with it again this year but this year it was a box of 10 versus a box of 20 um nonetheless the those ciento porcientos they they've got it's a brick house that knows somebody it's got a little bit of extra spice to it you know it's nice so um yeah, I, I I dig that, but I think the Brickhouse line. If you're looking for a an affordable daily smoke, daily smoke, I think Brickhouse is definitely a good way to go. Um, Grand Habano, Connecticut, number one lunch break. Not familiar with that at all. Henry Clay Warhawk Corona size. Wow. Now, I do like the Henry Clay Warhawk. I've never smoked the Corona size. No, I tend to smoke the Toro. It's now, been so long ago since I've smoked a Henry Clay. Oh, dude. Back in 2020, they came out with um, the Henry Clay Warhawk uh, Rebellious. It was a limited edition uh, run that they did. So, again, it was a Warhawk, but it had a little extra oomph to it. Oh, my God. I smoked the shit out of those things. Um, the Hill, I know, got in like four boxes. 
I bought two and I bought a third essentially by the single every time I was in there. I still have one and it's still unopened, chilling in my humidor, just sitting there aging at this point. Like I just I don't want to break into it because I know, again, once I break into it, I'm just going to start smoking through it. And I don't want and you're going to miss it. I don't want them to go. But at the same time, like they're not doing anything for you. No, they're just sitting there chilling out at this point. So I need to suck it up and have one. But uh, so good. So good. The Oliva Siri V Figurado. They're saying seven dollars and seventy five (laughs) cents. I don't know where they're getting that. Yeah, send me that link. I uh, <laughs> I need to get a box for those. Yeah, but uh, but no, I mean Oliva, they make good products. Yeah, I mean, you know, and then finally the big payback Maduro Toro. It's a room one hundred one. It's 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 got this weird kind of like angry face thing on the back. Yeah. I recognize the design. I don't know if I've actually... I've smoked the big payback, not that si- not that size. I was going to say, I don't know if I've smoked that size. Now, they're saying this has a uh, $7.50 price point. Maybe. I could see that. Uh, Dan Ponder has those. Does he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, in one of the cabinets. Okay. And based off the size I smoked, I could see that being a legitimate price that you could probably find in most uh, states. Okay. Okay. Well, then there you go. So that's the uh, cigar aficionado out of fourteen cigars for uh, under eight bucks list. Some, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, ish. But uh, the Serie V, know, I really have trouble believing. Well, the the Hemingway short story. Yeah, that's the one out of all of them. That Serie V and that Hemingway. Those are the two that I'm like sitting back on, like, dude, where did you guys get those for that price? And uh, let me know. Doesn't count if your J.C. Newman Fuente rep gives you them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess Marvin Shakeman does get cigars probably delivered to him on the regular, so maybe maybe it's just kind of like, oh yeah, on paper that's what this costs. But well, and it, you know, and it doesn't count if the uh, wholesale price is under eight bucks. It's gotta, right. It's got to be got to be the consumer price. At There's that been point, a number of know? times though. I'll look through Cigar Aficionado, and as someone who has worked at shops doing the ordering and seeing the invoices and i see their suggested msrp and it's like what are you talking about yeah you know not even putting taxes into it it's like that's not even close yeah well i you know i yeah i it's an interesting situation i mean you would i assume they were getting that date those details from the companies right not just i mean i don't know i wouldn't think they'd just be pulling numbers out of their ass but i guess maybe sometimes perhaps. yeah it, sometimes it was just really puzzling some of yeah. these prices that and it's like i can't i can't get close to that yeah i mean well no because i mean shit you, like you said there's there's the taxes and then you know look shipping the shipping you know. and and you've got to make a profit right see that's the other thing i mean like we talk about this you know cigars the the profit margin on these things are not that great no. and uh you know, the shop has to be able to keep its doors open. Now, I know you've worked at places that have liquor and various other things that bring in some revenue, but but the cigars need to also cover themselves. You can't right. have the liquor covering the entirety of the business. You got to have the cigars have to pay for themselves, right. too. Right. And, you know, the shops I've worked at, for the most part, the cigars paid all the bills and the liquor was profit. 
you know. That's a sweet profit. Right. Yeah. But, well, you know, the liquor also fluctuates a lot. You know, no, weekdays, you know, you don't get a lot. Guys come in and smoke all day or grab sticks to go. But they're not. But they're not drinking every day drinking. of the week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, you know, there's time of year, holiday time, I would imagine. It's probably feast or famine. You have some days that are just crazy. And then other days where it's like nobody comes right. in, you know. So, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Well, so that was my contribution. I don't know. You got anything to bring to the table here? <laughs> I know I put you on the spot. I was like, hey, let's do an episode. I'm trying to get caught up a, and, and get a little ahead here. And it's like, well, what are we going to talk about? The, Fuck, the big problem know. is we're both just so excited about Pulpifest coming up. Exactly. It's like all my mind is going to. Uh, that, you know, getting ready for fall. Yeah. You know, here is. Oh, I have not fired up my fire pit yet. But it will be very, very soon. I've got my kid this weekend. And uh, then, you know. From there, we're head. Well, not this weekend because this episode comes out too. I am, admittedly, we're recording this in advance for Tuesday so that I, I can concentrate next week. So yeah, because I mean, we're looking at evenings in the fifties. Oh over yeah, the next which seven is days, perfect, which is perfect for fire pit weather. Um, There's a lot of festivals and things going on this in the next There's few a, weeks. No, in Missouri we were just area. talking about that earlier. Yeah. How like there, it's like every weekend, like. Hell, this weekend there's one out in Herman. Yeah. Uh, Hogshead Cigars, great place if you haven't been by there. Um, it's it's uh, got a real good selection for the size place that it is, and they're having a nice uh, outdoor um, event with uh, whiskey and cigars and general and, and, and barbecue, Olivo. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, in general and Oliva are gonna have reps out there. I mean, it's it's. You know, I, I know it's super last minute, and I'm sure nobody's going to be able to make. Man, you never know. We have some people here locally that might yeah. might pop out there. But yeah, I mean, they're having a great event out in Herman this weekend, and then uh, um, the weekend after Pulpit Fest down in Waterloo, the Stubborn German Breweries having a nice uh, outdoor event. You know, uh, the Stubborn Fest or whatever. Two two days, two days. Um, you know, so, and that's the thing. We've got all kinds of great, this is a good time of year for that. Yeah. Was there something in my Coke? <laughs> he finally oh, figured it out. I was like, that tasted a little whiskey. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Producer Tom may have, uh, may have shared some of his. I, I've been roofied. Yeah. <laughs> Roofy colada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I took a big whole swig. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, you may. I almost you, had to retrohale that. You may be, you may be sharing some of that maker's mark that Tom had because you notice he's not double fisting anymore. I was like, that's not a watered down <laughs> taste. That's that's a that's a you're having a you're having a whiskey and coke now. <laughs> I was wondering how long it was going to take for you to figure that out. Actually, <laughs> you all right there? I was thinking about this. I do have a PSA. Oh boy, public service announcement. For all of our listeners out there. Don't roofie anyone's drinks. No, it's getting to that time of year that I always think about this just because of a lot of the things I've been going through over the last five years. Uh huh. So I want to let everybody know, guys are always bad about this. I'm sure you probably are too. Why? Everybody needs to make an appointment and get a physical once a year at least. I'm horrible about that. A lot of people are. I know producer Tom is good about seeing his doctor. I was not. I didn't go to a doctor for 20-something years until I had a heart attack. 
and shit went downhill since then. Yeah, that's probably. It's a lot easier to catch shit early. <laughs> no, that's you know, fair. That, no, so you know I what? just wanted to take a few minutes just to try to get a hold of our listeners. Don't be stubborn about it. It sucks, yeah, you know, but go get checked out at least once a year. That's true. Get the blood work, everything. You know, make sure you go see somebody. Don't just wait till you get sick, because then it's usually too late for shit. Fair enough. There okay. we go. That was my preach for the that's, that's, week. That, that, that's your sermon for today. Okay. We're good. Okay. Um, well, okay. So now that we've done that, uh, I'm at about the halfway point of my Villager 1888, you know, Nicaragua here. I'm you're, about, you're, we're about the same about spot. We're about the same, I would say. Um, thoughts? It has gotten a little stronger. Yep. In my opinion. Uh, I'm tasting it a little bit on the back of my tongue, a little bit more with uh, a hint of spice. There is a nice wind. Or it, it's a light breeze, but there is a breeze through here mm-hmm. that, um, you know. It, it's is, accelerating the burn a bit. A little bit, yeah. But still, the burn line is very good. I, I touched it up a little the, bit once. For the wind, I think it's really, really yeah. good. Um, no, I like this cigar. I mean... You know, uh, this and uh, the La Libertad, in terms of uh, regular production cigars that they do, I think are my two favorite. But, Mm -hmm. you know, they have some other great cigars in their line that um, uh, hopefully those of you coming to Pulpit Fest will get to try. And, um, you know, it's 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 there's some really great stuff aside from, you know, they but then there's the limited edition stuff that are really good. I don't know. I, I like their cigars. So. And Renee's an awesome guy, so awesome. It all works out. So, well, speaking of Villager cigars, it's time for the Villager cigars entertainment report. Brought to you by Villager. Villager cigars, one of the leading cigar and cigarello manufacturers in the world, founded in 1888 and still family owned and operated. Head over to VilligerCigars.com and check the store locator to find a shop near you that carries them. We guarantee that Villager Cigars will be a wonderful addition to your humidor and cigar rotation. So it's time for the Villager Cigars Entertainment Report. And on the last show, I detailed that I went and saw the Meg 2. And um, Nick Gervais was a little less than enthused at this prospect. But I mentioned it to you. And you, you on the opposite, had a, had a different reaction. Yeah, I loved the first Meg. Dude, the first one was good. Look, in terms of a movie, it had everything you wanted for brain candy you just turned off your brain and you were just entertained right you know i want stupid action and this didn't even have nudity no there were no boobies in it no hot women yeah but but no boobies but no boobies and you know you got to go into it like i said just like you would a james bond movie or something like that or like a mission impossible that shit isn't real no no but it's fun it's just you know i want to see cars blow up with one gunshot and Stuff like that. Or in this case, I want to see animals. giant fucking sharks and giant octopuses. And I want to see giant sharks eating people. Right. And I got to see that. And it was a lot of fun. And I got to see Jason Statham just beating the shit out of sharks. And that's like the most unrealistic thing ever is Jason Statham like fighting giant sharks. But he did it. And it was awesome. And I loved it. What? what? I, don't, I can't see. I don't know what producer Tom's on to something here. I, I don't know what's going on. What? Oh, he's talking to IMDb or oh, uh, the Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, Tomatoes. course. I don't care about Rotten Tomatoes. You know what? Look, I mean, it can give you an idea, but but in terms of the Meg, I I knew it was going to be cheesy going into it. Right. 
So I didn't want to spend 15 bucks. So I went on the, you know, cheapy night and I got it for six. And let me tell you, for six. And you got to see it on a big screen with good sound. Dude, exactly. And it was perfect. And I loved it. And I had my bucket of popcorn and I turned my brain off for like two hours. And I got to see a giant octopus fight a giant shark and people getting eaten. And it was a good time. I enjoyed it. Did they set it up for another sequel? Yes, because one Meg got away. There's always something. One Meg got away. So technically, there is still a rogue Meg out there in the ocean. And they even said, because, so the whole deal was, uh, the Megs came together. It's like something was drawing them into this one spot. And when um, the one Meg was getting away, it was a female one. Uh And one of the guys even said, I hope she's not pregnant. And so, like, there you go. You have the prospect of a pregnant Meg, fly, you know, swimming away. That's so God help us all. We could end up with just like all sorts of Meg action going on. I love it. Yeah, exactly. And dude, and come on, Jason Statham has to know this is the most ridiculous thing in the world. He doesn't get. He knows shits. that money spends. Damn straight. Give that, that mon- money. That Meg money's green, man. That's all that matters. And and uh, and they make money. Yes, because people want people want to see look, that. I, I like a good intellectual movie as much as the next guy. You right. know, there's a Napoleon movie coming out that I think looks interesting. Really? You know, yeah, it's like a biopic or whatever. And, uh, you know, like, and then I like a nice drama, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Fantastic movie. Although my anxiety in that movie was through the fucking roof. Have you seen I it? S- I keep seeing it every time I'm flipping around. Dude. But it's always halfway through. It is so good. But I'll tell you what, the whole time... I was so I was anxious and afraid for him. Like the whole movie, he is just like running one step ahead of just complete catastrophe. That's so the, how I felt through uh, Billy Madison. Uh, <laughs> this is on a different level, but it's one of those things where because of that, I, it was hard to like watch the movie and be entertained by it. But the thing is, that's a different kind of movie. In this case, with the Meg, I wanted something that I could just zone out and not pay attention and just be entertained by it. And I got that. I got kind of like hanging with producer Tom. Kind of. You just hang back and try to keep up. I mean, especially after he goes and hangs out at Ralph Schneider's for a while. <laughs> Slipping me Mickey's over here. <laughs> well, dude, he's, he, let's be real. That one that she brought him out there was what? His third double maker's mark. I mean, like, come on, you know? Like he needed to share the actually love. three and a half because he got halfway through the first one when he complained about the chip glass. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. We, we <laughs> I was a Lord only knows at this point, you know, that's math I can't even do right now. Producer Tom will have to take out a mortgage to pay his bar bill, <laughs> go back, start washing dishes. They're iron all positions, so yeah. So I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the Meg too. It was everything I expected. And uh, that that that's what counts. So, yeah. what have you watched lately? Something I watched the other night. It's a series on uh, the Vice Channel. Excuse me, I got the hiccups here. Ah, uh, it's because he spiked your drink. It was a episode of. Uh, it's a series, uh, Dark Side of the Two Thousands. Okay. They've done nineties, and now they're doing two thousands. They do like Dark Side of Comedy, all Dark Side of the Ring. That's a really good. I one. love Dark Side of the Ring. But uh, it was an episode focusing on Maxim Magazine. Really? I used to read that. Yeah. 
I had a ton. I, I, was, I still was, might somewhere in a basement. That was, that was a college magazine for me. And they broke it all down, how it all started in Europe, which I did not realize. I didn't realize that it either. It was all in, in England. And then they decided to come over here and really start making the money. Hmm. And, uh, you know, th- there were some that had the left rant, you know, oh, it was this, it was that. It, it's what guys thought back then. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it was not quite Playboy, but, you know. Yeah, it was a soft one. Yeah. I mean, you know. There but were, they had there were the top-notch women. Yeah. You know, you couldn't be a young actress or singer no. Without being on Maxim. And, uh, you know, some of those girls got in trouble. I mean, uh, who was it? The, the Who was the gal who played uh, uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Yeah, she got in trouble yeah, for doing be- that show. Because the people that own the rights to Sabrina the Teenage Witch yeah. uh, did not like that. Yeah. So, like, there was a question of whether or not that show was going to keep going and Everything because of that. I mean, they ended up realizing like this is good for us. Let's move on. But yeah, nonetheless, I mean, it was it was questionable for a moment. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, different time, man. You right. Know, that's the thing. There's a lot of shit back then that you just. Well, my God, know. think of all the spinoffs that happened with that. There was there was that. There was FHM. Mm-hmm. Um, there were all kinds of different yeah. like Maxim wannabe magazines that came out around that time, and. Uh, they were all popular for a while, right. for a little while. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Back when people were at magazines. All those how to pick up women. Yeah. Yeah. First, put on eight pounds of Axe body spray. Then insult the shit out of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell them how much they suck and... You know, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And if they have daddy issues, they'll totally come and want to do everything to you. I don't know. Whatever. But that's one thing I've been watching. Okay. How about you? What's another one? Um, what have I been watching? Uh, <laughs> I'll get. I'm gonna get nerdy for a moment here, guys. Um, so I've been watching the original Star Trek: The Animated Series. Oh Lord. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. That's on. That's Par- like from the '60s, wasn't it? Uh, early '70s, actually. Early '70s. But um, it was back when they had all the original Star Trek actors do the voice acting. Right. Uh, I think Filmation was the uh, animation company that did that. It was kind of rough. Um, it was a little rough. It was a little rough. I think the only guy who didn't come back to do his voice was uh, Walter Koenig, Chekhov. Okay. Um, but he did write at least a couple episodes. So, like, you know, he was involved, but he didn't do a voice. I, they didn't have they didn't have Chekhov. They had that like weird like alien with the like arm out of his chest. He had three arms. He had two, and then there was one that just like started here and just like bleep, like a third arm. And then there was the cat lady who was like also doing communications with Uhura. So like they had this like weird cat lady who was uh, voiced by Gene Roddenberry's wife, Majel Barrett. So that was kind of odd. It's like Major Barrett doing this like kind of thing, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Eartha Kitt. It was weird, man. It's it's kind of odd. Um, but anyway, because because you know who she is, right? She's uh, did you watch Next Generation? No, not real. I know it. I I've yeah, seen so a lot. Right. I've seen a handful of them. So for all of you who did, uh, this is uh, Deanna Troy's mom in Next Generation. Mm. That's Gene Roddenberry's wife, and so like it's this lady doing that, and like Troy he, was hot. Uh, you know, I had a thing for Dr. Crusher. Yeah. 
<laughs> she she could perform that uh, physical on me all day. I'll long. turn and cough all day long. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll make sure I go in for my physical as long as Doctor Crusher's giving it. Um, but uh, now she's probably like eighty something, dude. She's still hot Is though. She? she was on the last season of Picard. Oh really? And like, she's well, got- weren't they a thing in that? A little yeah, bit? Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But like that last season of Picard that came out this year, early earlier this year. Ooh, she's still, yeah, she's still looking good. But um, anyway, uh, no, so I've been watching that show. And what's funny is that that animated series for the longest time didn't really get a lot of attention. And now basically everybody's saying like, oh, no, this is like essentially the fourth season of Star Trek. Okay. And uh, what's cool is they're introducing so many different aliens that they could. it's easier. Well, yeah, they couldn't do it in the TV show because of like budget limitations. But here it's like, pff, draw it. You know, yeah, it's great. You can so. make anything you want happen. Yeah, so I'm digging it. I've been enjoying that. Um, another thing I've watched recently, it's a throwback movie, and it's one of those. I don't think a lot of people saw it when it came out. Some have caught it on, you know, video or whatever. Drop Dead Gorgeous. Have you oh, ever I've seen heard that? of it? I don't think I've seen it. All right, it is a hilarious dark comedy mockumentary. Okay. Of like a Wisconsin uh, beauty pageant. Oh, Lord. It's got Denise Richards, Kirsten Dunst, Allison Janney, Will Sasso. You just clicked three boxes right there. Yeah, I mean, uh, Amy Adams. It's like her first movie. Oh, my God. Four boxes right there. Yeah, and it is so dark and so funny. And there's a bunch of other actors and actresses in there that you'll pick out. Did you see Amy Adams on uh, Between Two Ferns? No. So Zach Galifianakis has her say a line, and she has to do it like super emotionally. And the line is something like, um, uh, something like, "I'll never let, or I'll never forgive you," or, or what was it? It was something like, "The long and short of it, I, I, I'll never forgive you, or I'll never let you fart on my tits again." And like she says it, and she's just so dramatic and perfect. And it, I won't lie. It, She's hot. It, it, I, there's it, something about her it, that is it just. A, it, it didn't matter that it was a ridiculous line. I was into it. Even oh. like the Man of Steel. And yes, the, her Superman or Lois Lane. I mean, even though Ooh. she's always in like a pantsuit that is fully covering everything, she is hot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I just, yeah. Now she and uh, she was briefly on The Office. She did one appearance yeah. in the first season of The Office. She was the purse salesman, and she person. and she and Pam look a lot alike. Yeah. Now Pam is a St. Louis girl. She is. Uh, what, and so was Jenna, Phyllis. Not Jenna. Yeah, Jenna. Uh, Jenna. Fuck. No. Is it Jenna? No, yeah. it's not Jenna. Fuck. But yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I don't Fisher. Remember. Fisher. Jenna Fisher. Yeah, you're right. She's St. and Louis Phyllis girl. is from St. Louis. Yep. 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 You can every once in a while hear the farty far out of Phyllis. <laughs> Uh, I heard something interesting about that show. So you know how every time they mention Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration, apparently the reason that they had that character doing that is because he knew that they were filming a documentary, and so he wanted to try and get his commercial into that documentary for free. For free. So that's why every single time he was mentioned, he always made sure it was Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. You know, which in light of that, it just amuses me that much more because it's like, oh, okay. It's like, that makes sense now. I would do that if I had a business and we were doing a documentary. Oh, yeah. Just, just, 
I mean, let's be real. I have threatened. I haven't done it yet, but at some point, you know, I hope to have a few more sponsors to where the only real way that I can fit everybody in is to wear a NASCAR suit with patches. Like, I will patch myself up with, like, you know, Milliger, Aladino, you know, like, you know, whoever. Have, like, a coat. Just, and then yeah. the back sponsor, you stand up every once in a while and just show the back. Exactly. Be great. So, did, did, did you just go and order a new whiskey? Nope. Oh, okay. Deposited some. Whatever. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there we go. Anyway, well, I haven't really watched too much more other than that, so I don't know what you, uh, if you have I've any more. i watched a lot of football. Mention. Yeah, so let's talk football for a moment, because I, I did not, I watched some of week one. Um, well, if you this were. This is going to come out after week two, so obviously, yeah. you know, we're a little behind. But, if you've uh, been living under a rock. Aaron Rodgers shot the shit and blew say, his leg out. <laughs> uh, that's all anyone wants that. to talk about. Yeah. I'm so sick of hearing it. He's gone. <laughs> get over it. Uh, college football is ramping up really good, starting to get into some better games. I'll say the game that I saw a bit more of was the last quarter of the Eagles and Patriots. Mm-hmm. And when I that game first started, the Eagles had a commanding lead over the Patriots. And, man, that seemed to come down to the wire. So the Patriots... The weather on the East Coast sucked last okay. weekend. Okay. Uh, there was a lot of college games Saturday that had weather delays, which yeah. never happens. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was not the best weather in uh, New England. Um, well, that seemed to play to the Patriots' advantage a little yeah, bit. Yeah, because they had a great defense, and when you couldn't throw... Really, because of the monsoonish weather, yeah, uh, that really does help. But uh, I'm, you know, like you said, we're taping this before week two, so Lord by the time people see, yeah, Lord only knows what yeah, happened in week you know, two. Uh, I'm sure there'll be, you know, a couple memorials for you, Aaron Rodgers. You, you know, you you, you want to put some 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 uh, uh, predictions down for week two now that we can, you know, laugh at when they totally fail and you know when this episode comes uh, out. Well, tonight's game. Is uh, the Thursday night game with Philadelphia and Minnesota? Yep. Uh, Philadelphia's got a lot of people out, especially on defense, especially on okay. their defensive backfield. Uh. So I can see Minnesota going to Philadelphia and upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Okay. So you know we Should can we ha- they can we- make fun of me at Pulpit Fest on how wrong I was with my prediction. <laughs> uh, Any other games that you're tracking for week two? Uh, a college game I'm tracking, a local game, uh, University of Missouri is playing at home against Kansas State, who is 15th in the country. Okay. Uh, they spanked us last year in their home, and I think they're going to spank us this year. Well, that's unfortunate. It, it Well, the team's unfortunate this year. Oh, okay. Year. <laughs> They've got a lot of good players that just can't seem to work together. Yeah, that sucks. Um, now, I know Teddy is coming uh, to Pulpit Fest, and on uh, Saturday, the 23rd, he's going to the Mizzou-Memphis uh, Memphis game. At the Dome. Thoughts on that? Any thoughts on that? That should be a good game. Yeah. Memphis is kind of like uh, Mizzou. Okay. Uh, with their standing and their play and all that. And uh, I think both teams will get a big jolt out of a big crowd at that dome. Uh, you just hope their cars are there when they get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you just, never... just unlock yeah. the door and leave a sign that says there's nothing in yeah, here. Don't bother. Nothing in. Just, just move on. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that should Uber, be a good game. Just Uber up there. Just Uber, yeah. That's the easiest thing. Leave your car at the hotel and just Uber, you know? Um, yeah, that's probably safer. But, uh, okay, okay. Well, very good. And and your your fantasy results from week one? I'm in two leagues. I won in the bigger league, and I lost in the smaller league that I'm in. Okay. I'm very optimistic on a week two win in both leagues. There you go. All right. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, so I'm down to the final third of this uh, Villager 1888 Nicaragua. I'm right at the edge well. of it. Um, and uh, I will still say. Still smoking great. Still smoking great. Uh, you're right. It has picked up. It continues to pick up as you smoke through it. Um, I mean, I'll do a I'll do a retro hail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a little bit stronger there on the oh, retro. That spice it just hangs. Ooh. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that cleared the sinuses. That that spice hangs. It's there. It's present. Oh my god! And it just won't. <sighs> All right, I'm better now. Um, all right, yeah, no, it just it hangs, man. It is. Oh, that's a, what you're looking for. It is a long finish on that retro hail. Um, lot of lot of pepper to it, but it's really good. Um, it, you know, it's different. It's it's what you're looking for. One thing I was meaning to ask you, and I yeah. forgot it at the last show. Okay. Are you still doing the blind tasting for uh, Mr. Jonathan and Dave? Yes, I am actually, and. Um, theoretically theoretically um so i recorded an episode with nick gervais we did our first episode of uh guess what's in my mouth um which is kind of a a a a bonus pulpit experience if you will uh very cigar heavy uh it's edited down it's not like this where we're just kind of bantering back forth and you know whatever it's it's very edited down and uh theoretically that episode should be dropping uh, later this week on this feed. So if you already subscribed with the Cigar Pulpit, wherever you get your podcast, be it Apple, Spotify, Podbean, wherever, um, that should come out on the same feed, but it'll be on a different day. So Pulpit comes out Tuesday, Friday. That'll come out maybe Wednesday or something like that. Okay. And uh, so you'll be able to get to, uh, get to hear that. We did the third cigar of the, uh, of the experience, and... Um, uh, we have no idea what it is. That's the one I was talking about that had the lavender in the second okay. third. Um, but uh, uh, it was an interesting. It's an interesting thing to do. And so, yeah. So tune in and listen to that to hear two guys uh, talk and smoke a blind cigar and try and figure out what it is. And uh, then, obviously, hopefully, we'll be able to announce the next time that we do the fourth cigar because that'll come out once a month. Um, we'll. Uh, We'll know what that third cigar is, hopefully, okay. and uh, we can go from there. But yeah, um, the first cigar that I did, so I did that that very first cigar on the show, right? Um, and that ended up being an El Baton, okay. Which I've had an El Baton before, and I like the El Baton, and so you know that worked out. Did well. the second one smoke better than the first? Yes. Because that first one, you were outside. Yes, I was outside. It was a little windy, and I had some issues. The second one burned exponentially better, um, which is good, and um, and everything like that. And then the second cigar, I still don't know what that is, um, but that was really good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, 
my final note on that was that it would be a great everyday smoke depending upon the price point. Okay. Not, and that's the only thing. Not knowing what the cigar is, I don't know what the price point necessarily is. And, and that I, does make a difference in your it head. It makes a huge difference in your head. You know, it's one of those things. I mean, look, I love an Atabay as, as much as the next guy, but am I going to buy a box of Atabays? Not with my current budget. You yeah. know, it's like it's it, those are expensive cigars. So um, that's an ever not an everyday treat. But, you know, an El Baton, psh, El Baton's an everyday treat right there. If right. you want. I mean, that's a nice, affordable cigar and it's good. So, you know, I, yeah. But I'll be very curious to know what this third one is that that Nick and I review in, um, in the in the bonus uh, episode coming up, because um, as you guys will hear, um it was it was interesting, and uh, I'll be yeah. Let's just I'll just leave it at that. I'll be very curious to know what it was. So yes, I am still doing that. Okay, because I know they have said a few had dropped out. They didn't really realize how much effort they wanted people to get into it. Well, and I'll tell you, the pressure on it is ha- is more. Right. Um, I talk about that a little bit in that show. I don't know what Nick is cutting out and what he's leaving in, but um, it's one of those things when when we do cigars here look it's it's a little more casual i give very general flavor notes i don't necessarily get into unless something hits me and i'm like oh my god that is this you know i don't really get into very specific flavor notes but with that they're looking for a bit more in-depth a little bit more specific kind of stuff and like you get from a magazine or something yeah and the thing is i think and i don't know why maybe because um it is uh in written print form that people are going to con- read, consume, and potentially make purchases based upon. The I feel the pressure is that much more to you know get it right, mm-hmm. or at the very least give a a more thorough, um, more thorough answer to that. Anyway. We had a good view in the background there, so we're both just kind of dazed we're, out for a drained, second. There. Drained, drained. Yeah, producer Tom was looking at his phone. He wasn't paying attention. He's looking over. He's like, there's two dudes. What are you guys looking at? You all are really <laughs> going to enjoy Top Shooters next week. You're going to have a fun time. Although, although there is a bit of a different uh, – the, the day shift and the night shift are two totally different experiences. Yes. So If you can get here earlier – you know, yeah. I mean, the party officially starts at four. I don't know exactly what time I'll be up here. I'll probably, I mean, I'll be up here before four. I don't know, like, how early. I don't want to spend, you know, you don't want to put in a 12 hour look, day. No, I'm not putting in a 12 hour day at Top Shooters, but, no. uh, you know, listener Trent probably will. Last time he was here, I think he got here right at 11 when they opened, and I think he left at one when they closed. So, like, realistically, <laughs> you know, he, he he's probably down for a 14 hour day at Top Shooters. Me, uh, probably not so much. But no, yeah, that can get expensive. Yes, I mean, look, I'm not picking on, you know, our venue or anything like that. But let's be real: the cost of food and drinks these days has definitely gone up exponentially. And so, you know, the prospect of sitting at a restaurant or a bar for, for twelve hours, twelve hours, you know, that that can add up real quick. I mean, thankfully, I am an iced tea guy, so I get my iced tea, which is still. I'm wanting to say this is like a $4 iced tea, but I drink enough of it that I kind of get my money's worth out of it. Right. But, uh, I've got know. a I've got a hard soda. I'm going to say, 
Tom Tom was nice enough to share some of his Maker's Mark with you, so at least you have a little bit of extra bonus to your Coke that, you know, you uh, you didn't have to pay for, unless Tom's going to take it out on you later. But, uh, yeah. Nothing's free in this world. No, no, it's not. Um, so, why don't we do this? Contestants, see your corners. It's time for a super fight. Time for a super fight. Yes. So, all right, I... I know you've been you've been anxiously awaiting this. You asked me if we were doing it because you didn't see the cards, but uh, I brought uh, I, I I prepped the cards earlier, took a picture, and uh, so we have mm. this. So we have a bull, a bull, a bull, a male cow, a bull. We have a bull. That is a hi. You can say hi. <laughs> So, we have a bull, and this bull throws ninja stars. Okay. And, oh, yeah, there's not one bull. There's fucking three bulls. There are three bulls that throw ninja stars, and they're taking on Bruce Lee, who's wearing clothes that are way too big and cannot stop sobbing. I don't really think that's much of a fight again. Really? You don't think Bruce Lee could, at the very least, like take down some bulls? No. Even if he's like in clothes that are a little baggy and he can't stop crying. Yeah. See that? He's too hindered with those. And you know, if it was able, maybe. But three? That's like right at you, dude. I'm sorry. Um. (laughs) I mean, that's like you know, Velociraptor attack. You know, it's like. One and then they swoop in from yeah, the sides, kind I mean, of thing. And you can't dodge stars coming from three different directions because the first thing in your head is going to be like, "Hey, that bull's throwing a star at me!" <laughs> you know? <laughs> Do they whip it out of their mouth? I guess. Or Man, I don't know. I don't know how a bull throws a uh, throwing star. And one of them may be a breeding bull. Oh God! So now Baggy clothes, you know that. <laughs> Taking you down. He doesn't stand a chance. I, I got to go with the, taking, the trio of taking Ninja Star Bruce Lee to pound town. <laughs> I'm a breeding bull. Oh, my God. Well, you know, we do have some bull experts that we could theoretically run this by. I don't have They're not here, but, you know, we could, we could check with a few people, you know. All I know is the fridge is full and the bulls are happy. <laughs> I get that joke, actually. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, all right. Well, I guess we're going to throw it to the Bulls. That's my vote. All I right. mean, Producer Tom, do you have a vote? Hey, bulls all the way. Bulls all the way. Okay. If it was one, I think it could be a fight, but not with three. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't think, like, Bruce Lee could somehow do some sort of, like, whip and dodge thing to where, like, maybe a bull, like, throws a star and, and he dodges to where, like, the one star takes out another bull. I mean, know? have you ever seen me, myself, and Irene when Jim Carrey's trying to kill that cow on the road? Mm. He put, like, a whole clip in that damn thing, and it still didn't kill it. They are big animals. I'll give them that. Tom's, Clap. Tom's having a good time. They're all outside today. Jeez. Oh, it's a gorgeous day here in multiple ways. Gorgeous. Anyway. um, That's my vote, though. Okay. All right, so we're going with the bull. Sorry, Bruce Lee. You lose that one, too. Anyway, well, all right. Well, that was a short super fight. 
Kinda, Sorry. Kind of thought there might be a little bit more discussion on that one, but, you know, whatever. I mean, it's all right. It happens. Well, and it sucks because the Bulls had, like, cool abilities, and Bruce Lee had, like, he was hindered. debilitating <laughs> bullshit. But it's Bruce Lee. Okay, so let's put it this way. There's the ever-classic super fight. We're going we're gonna to do a second bonus super fight here. Okay. It's the ever-classic super fight. Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali. At in their, their, pri- in their, their primes. Prime. In their prime. Yeah, I don't want fucking like shaky Muhammad Ali or anything like that. That's not fair, you know? Are they <laughs> and no superpowers or no any superpowers, no abilities? No, just, just their, their na- regular just their natural talent and abilities. No rules. Street Na- fight. Basically. Okay. Natural talent and abilities, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali. I would think Bruce Lee. See, I lean Muhammad Ali. Because here's the thing. Lee, he's going to go with multiple strikes, but Lee, but Ali, it's going to be like power. You know what I'm basing it on is so if, if Muhammad Ali can get like a couple of good hits in, I think it's gonna do Lee more damage than what Bruce Lee does to Muhammad Ali. What I'm basing it on goes back to the Villiger Entertainment Report. On one of the dark side of the nineties, they did the uh UFC two parter. Okay. And at the very first UFC fights before they blew up. <laughs> so yeah, sorry. I just I just set down the le- ass end of my uh Villager 1888 Nicaragua, and apparently that thing is smoking like a chimney yeah. and blowing right into Mike's face. At the very, at the very <laughs> first fight they did, in the first few fights, really, they had this really, really talented, scrawny, you know, guy yeah. who just destroyed everybody and won the tournaments. Interesting. Yeah, because it was like a tournament for him at the first couple. Yeah. And, you know, they had the big, you know, fighter guys. And this guy, who was part of a big uh, uh, mixed martial art family, but he was like the youngest, and he was just real thin and wiry, yeah. just wore these motherfuckers out. Okay. So that's yeah. why I'm going with... Boxing gloves, no boxing gloves. No boxing gloves. I mean, in your scenario. No, this was a street fight. Yeah, I think we got to go street fight, because I... All right, so Muhammad's no gloves. Yeah, I think, I, think, I think Muhammad Ali has no gloves. I just think he wouldn't make good contact. He was str- he was fast though. I would say Muhammad Ali was still he was fast. Maybe not Bruce Lee fast, but he was still very fast. And let's be we we've all seen video where he's dodging blows and shit like that. So like he had the ability to evade. And as Tom just pointed out, he only needs one really good contact, and then Bruce Lee's reeling. And at that point, that's when he just rains down. And uh, what is it? Stings like a bee. So. I mean, I still go with Muhammad Ali. I get where you're coming from with Bruce Lee, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Tom, you going to decide the vote Break here? Break the tie. Mohammed Ali. Okay. Muhammad Ali wins it. Tom going. goes Bruce Lee. Tom, <laughs> Bruce Lee. <laughs> Tom didn't want a microphone. I don't know why. Maybe somewhere up there they're doing it right now saying, hey, these guys are talking about it. Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. There you go. God just sitting there making it rain. Just making it rain. You know. <laughs> Is Don King still alive? I, I that sounds like a producer to Tom go- question. To the Googles, producer Tom. <laughs> I don't I don't know if Don King's still alive, but if he isn't, you know he's promoting the shit out of that. 
I don't know. It's just a thought. Oh. That could be good. Get Don King to promote the freaking Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Bruce Ali. Okay. Versus Bruce and Brandon Lee. That's not fair. Brandon Lee committed suicide. He's in hell. No, he didn't. I'm joking. Oh, I was like, dude. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I would say not really. <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> he's still alive and he's 90 and still doing that. That's true. He didn't shoot. He did. He got killed making the crow. It was I know, but it, somebody else is the one who pulled the trigger, right? Right. Okay. I was yeah. making a very dark. It was show. in that. That was incorrect. I'm sorry. It was in that big uh, scene I, with the table. Well, I knew and, it was a accidentally loaded weapon. I was making a very dark, inappropriate joke, but I thought he was the one who like. But no, you're nah. right. Somebody else did it. You're right. Holy fuck! Don King's worth 150 million dollars. That's because he took the cut of everybody's fights. Yeah, uh, Mike Tyson. All yeah. those Tyson fights yeah, made him a fucking bajillion. Wow, good for him. 1931. You know, boy, there's another guy that like. At some point, it would be interesting to see him fight one more time as Tyson. I don't know who I'd want to see him fight though. He seems pretty happy in the weed business, though. Yeah. And occasionally acting. Every once in a while. He did that cartoon for a while. The Mike Tyson Mysteries yeah, or whatever. that was really stupid, but I liked it. Um, I, I think that what makes Mike Tyson so interesting now, he makes fun of himself. Yes. You know, he's very open to the, hey, I'll do this, and I know it's kind of poking fun at me. You know, and, and it's a real different thing, because... When you look back at videos of him from the, like, earlier days when he was young and in the boxing and everything like that, dude, he didn't take any shit. He didn't really appreciate jokes at his expense. I mean, he was a serious guy. So at some point, he definitely mellowed out. I mean, if I knew no one could ever kick my ass. That's true. I think I'd have an attitude and also, even, you know. Not even that no one could kick my ass. That no one even wants to try no. because they're afraid of getting their ass kicked, you know? Right. Like, you just know that hell is raining down upon you if you pick on that man. Right. I mean... <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. But... That Who could was... be Tyson and Foreman today. Oh, Tyson all the way. I mean, it's not even... Now, you know who I heard actually is in training and wants to fight again? Butterbean. Apparently. He reminds me of Homer when he was boxing for Mo. Yeah. And would just sit there and just take a beating because he was. Dude, I've heard reports from some fighters that have taken on Butterbean. And they've said that it's one of those things where, like, the amount of strength and power in his blows was just out of this world. That when he hit you, your fucking bell was wrong. But um, he just, I mean, he had nothing else other than that, you know. But uh, I, you know, it, more power to him if he yeah. if he can get if in someone shape, wants to pay you. I would say if someone if he can get in shape and someone wants to pay for it, why not go for it? I don't know. I don't know how much show is left, but I'm going to fire up the Saladino Corojo Reserva now because, well, you know, I mean, what's the worst? It, I, I'm going to finish it afterwards. I mean, right? What's the yeah? Beginning? I mean, so um, so real quick before we do so, final thoughts on the. Uh, uh, Villager Nicaragua or 1888 Nicaragua. Very good. 
picked uh, up at the end. Picked up all throughout the stick, yep. really. The end. Uh, the end was a significant different experience than the beginning. Yes. Um, and uh, the spice level in the retro hail definitely increased exponentially throughout. I would say it became a very strong medium to a light full body by the end of that stick. Yeah. There's I a mean, I, I, loot. It's a good cigar. Was, the complexity built up towards that second third also for sure where it was like if i was sitting here doing nothing but just thinking about that stick and what i was getting out of it you know i could have and maybe didn't have a chicken club beforehand chicken club and a spiked, uh, <laughs> spiked soda spiked Coke. <laughs> gonna have to call my doctor and let him know i accidentally had some alcohol today <laughs> accidentally how does that happen mike yeah well, I was hanging out with Tom. Oh, I was wearing well, fuck, a sh- that explains that. I was wearing my oh, short shit. skirt Tom, today. Tom's like burning himself over there. <laughs> he dropped his cigar in his lap. <laughs> I have that effect on men. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, better that effect than another one that I can think of. I mean, you know, let's be real. Oh, hey now. Um, oh my gosh. So, um, here. Why don't we do this? Guess what, motherfucker? Time for three cigars we smoked and enjoyed this week. <coughs> and uh, you got any? Um, yes. I actually we kind of took the sale out of one of them. I smoked a uh, Sancho Panza Extra Fuerte uh, Toro. I don't think you took the sale out of it. We just talked about it earlier. Right. It's no big deal. That was very, very good. Uh, I had bought it a while back. Um, by a while, I mean like a couple months ago, they were mm-hmm. in stock, and I grabbed one uh, from uh, Dan the Man Ponder. Yep. And uh, I don't really notice them too many places around St. Louis, although I don't really go too many places around right. St. Louis. Which is something we need to start doing a little bit more. Explore around a little bit. Yeah. You know, not not for not on the show, but like... Just in general. Get together like maybe on a Tuesday afternoon and go hit a shop, and yeah. then maybe we can discuss it. You know, a little nice. bit. Try to find something that we haven't had before, even if it's just a house stick or something. That'd be nice. There are some nice places around St. Louis. Um, and and I think we're actually very lucky because, I mean, you know, I've spent time in uh, Indianapolis. And there are places in Indianapolis, but there's not many like what we have here. I mean, there's literally 15 to 20 actual lounges. See, that's the thing. We have shops with lounges. Whereas you go to Indy, they've got a lot of places that are bars. Like, you know, Nikki Blaine's and, and Sticks and some of these other. And, and there's the Rocky Patel Burn and things like that. Those are more, you know, your, your kind of Charles Stanley kind of bar kind of mm-hmm. places. You know, whereas here in St. Louis, Stanley's is arguably the, probably the, the top of the cigar bar chain. And then, you know, there's lit. But aside from that, it really gets more into your neighborhood shops and things like that that just have a nice selection and a lounge in the back. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, for example, I've only been to Crew twice. You know, it's just one of those things. I just never really make it there. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be good to hit up some of these places. Um, anyway, so you had the Sancho Panza. I had... A, let me bring up my pictures because I always have to take pictures to remind myself what I actually smoked. I smoked a Yaya Bagua, uh, and that's put out by, well, it's it's distributed by United Cigars, um, but uh, found that in the humidor, and I do really enjoy the Yaya's. 
Um, I don't know where in St. Louis you can get one. I say, I've never seen Maybe one. the Hill, because I know the Hill does carry United Cigars. And since they distribute United Cigar, or since United uh, distributes the Yaya, they might carry it at the Hill. I don't know. But super good cigar. Um, and uh, I'm kind of sad that I think that's the last one I have. So um, I'll have to procure myself um, some more at some point or another. But nope. I did enjoy that. Uh, another one I enjoyed was I went to uh, an old favorite of mine and grabbed a uh, Perdomo 10th Anniversary Maduro. Mm. I got the uh, Toro version. That Fantastic was a nice, cigar. It was a nice evening uh, on the porch smoke. About 65 degrees. Listening to some podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Enjoyed that a lot fantastic cigar um my next one is going to be really ironic all things being equal and i'm going to show you the picture because you're going to be like holy shit but uh i was over i was i had a little time on sunday (coughs) running around errands popped by a day of the man's place for a hot minute and uh sure enough i have a picture right here to prove it sunday afternoon i had a sandra panza extra fuerte I swear, Sancho Pons is going to be sponsoring this damn show before it's over with. But, uh, yeah, I, I had the same one. And, yeah, I, I've forgotten about that. I, I picked that up while I was over there. It was great smoke. I mean, I do like the Sancho Pons of Maduro. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just that extra fuerte is... That hits my sweet spot. I tend to tend to be more of the Habano sun-grown kind of smoker. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that one, that that's the one that I think they have they offer in that. And it just it just has what I want. Right. And for the price point, I'm thinking that that's that Toro that I had was maybe like right at or just on, or right around 10 bucks. Yeah. I mean, dude, for 10 bucks, it smoked wonderfully. I can't complain about it. I got plenty of time out of it. It was good. I liked it. And your last one. Um, The last one. I smoked a Nub Cameroon. Hmm. That was really good. Okay. I love the Nub Cameroon. Okay. Uh, my only thing with Nub, we talked about it briefly. I My thing with the Nub cigars is I feel like I'm paying full price for half a cigar. So it's like, I feel like the Nub should be cheaper. Yeah. It is a very densely rolled stick, though. I mean, there is a lot of cigar tobacco in there. I get it, but... But when I it fire it, but half. when I fire it up, it's one of those things where I feel like I'm holding a cigar that I've already been smoking. You're for already half into the hour, second, you know? third. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, what the fuck, you know? I understand. So that understand. that's that's my only thing about that cigar. And it'd be one of those things where if that burnt, if 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 I knew that it would burn in half the time of a normal cigar, that maybe it would be an option for a quick smoke. I could see the value of it, but it it but to its to its credit i'm not discouraging or disparaging it with this statement um <coughs> it burns at normal at, at like normal speed right to where you get about an hour out of a nub and you know that that's a full-time cigar right there yeah so i mean i guess i guess i really don't have a leg to stand on other than basically, i wasn't gonna say that but no, it's like, no i get it i don't really have a leg to stand on other than the, it's fa- the mental it is a it. mental it, it is completely mental it's it's kind of like Dave talking about how he doesn't like Lanceros because it makes his fingers look fat. 
it's all a it's all a mental thing. I just yeah, I have a problem with it just because I feel like I'm paying full price for half a cigar. But yeah, all in all, it's uh I love a Lancero, by the way. I every once in a while I will. Um the thing about Lanceros for me is I do agree. Makes my fingers look fat. But also, um I have to slow down my smoking considerably. Like my smoking speed. Because if I smoke it at my normal rate, it, I get the runs on the on the wrapper really bad. Yeah, and uh, so I have to be more conscious of my smoking experience when I'm smoking Lancero or something of that kind of general ring gauge size. Yeah, but anyway, I get that. So my last one is I smoked the Nestor Miranda Collection Special Edition. I had that out on the patio um, on Saturday, and great cigar. I, I I like the Nestor Mirandas. That's the, I think, Miami Cigar and Company or whatever. And uh, I got that from a, I think that came in a Cigar Authority show pack. Um, probably. But uh, good cigar. I really enjoyed that, too. Awesome. So is that three from both of us? Yes. I think it is. Okay. All right. Well... Um, early thoughts on the uh, Corojo Reserva here. I mean, I've smoked the shit out of these. Yeah, I've, I've had I, a ton I'm of these. Very familiar with it. You got that a great, lot of great flavor, a lot of good strength. Great Corojo spice from it, and uh, the wind has kind of picked up a little bit here, so I'm having to like be conscious of that as I'm smoking because yeah. it it kind of is affecting. Like, my burn is already kind of being affected by that wind coming through. But anyway, well, why don't we go ahead and get in the socials here? Um, or no, here, before I do the socials. This would normally be the time that I give some information about My Monthly Cigars, but I've hired that out this week, so take it away. My Monthly Cigars is a premium cigar subscription service. It comes in a variety of different size boxes at affordable prices. Use offer code PULPIT and get free shipping on your first box and... 20% off any items in the online store at MyMonthlyCigars.com. That's offer code Pulpit. Thanks. You know, at some point, um, I have I had Pinky sit down with me the other day, and we recorded a ton of Pinky's Fun Facts. Okay. So that I could get those in the can and start, you know, bringing that segment back. And uh, I, need to, I need to get those prepped and ready because... Um, I haven't yet, and so obviously I can't play. Just hit the button and play it until I have it ready. But uh, I need to. I need to get in there and edit those up and everything because I have those for days. It's. 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 I mean, we lots of fun facts. Those are nice. I, I mean, like that. Yeah, it's fun. They're. I mean, they're deviant, but I mean, that's kind of the show. So yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, but while you're over there at mymonthlycigars.com, make sure you check out the fucking good coffee. And uh, get yourself some uh, some coffee for your uh, morning and, I mean, all day. You, you, coffee's good all day. I mean. I wish I enjoyed coffee. I'm God. not much of a coffee guy either. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't mind it, but I don't, I don't get the people that are like, oh, my God, I need my coffee. You know what I mean? It's like some people are just fiends about it and whatever. But. I do like the uh, Daily Press. That's the official Cigar Pulpit Coffee. We went through a nice selection process to come up with that, and it was a good time. And then um, the Lounge Blend over there at Fucking Good Coffee is a nice uh, compliment to your cigars as well. 
So make sure you pick up some of that. And uh, otherwise, I'm available on Instagram at the Cigar Pulpit. Um, on uh, Facebook with the Cigar Pulpit Parishioners Group. That's a fun time. You should get in on that. Yes. It's a nice private group. You can share uh, photos of what you're smoking and, you know, just kind of generally pick on me. That tends to happen. And then uh, I'm on Twitter slash X, whatever you want to call it. I don't really do much. I keep forgetting about it. <laughs> um, I, every once in a while I'll post to it. And I'll be like, oh, I should do this more. But it's just not in my regular social media rotation. Uh, YouTube where you can watch this and... Um, then I do need your calls for Ask the Boys. Ask the Boys is coming up at the end of the month. Area code 863-874-0000. And I know the last time you were on, we said that we wanted to hear about cigars that people enjoyed outside. Um, I know uh, at the end of the last episode, uh, Nick Gervais was saying, oh, yeah, Nick Gervais said that uh, uh, the listeners need to come up with whatever the porno name for the cigar pulpit would be. Kind of like, you know, uh, shaving uh, Ryan's privates, you know, the the kind of like dirty version of, of the, what would the porno name for the cigar pulpit be? <laughs> but anyway, so. That could get interesting. You can call in your, your thoughts and suggestions on that uh, on the hotline. Area code 863-874-0000. And hope to see a lot of you in a few days from when this is going to come out. Yes. It'll be fun. We're going to have a fun time at Pulpit Fest right here on the patio at Top Shooters. So, oh, we're um, going to take our chairs. Nah, we'll make it work. We'll smoke them out. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, guys, um, Mike, unless you have anything else for the betterment of the cause, no, I think I'm going to go enjoy my Aladino Corojo Reserva here. and uh, My hard soda. And your hard soda and enjoy the, uh, the rest of the afternoon here on the patio at Top Shooters. Awesome. All right. Well, guys, this has been another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Mike. Everybody stay safe and stay smoky. Tom should have gone and secured those chairs. He's falling down on his duty. (laughs) All right. Take it easy, guys. Have a good one.